Well, here's the really screwed up part about this, and this is like even tough for me to talk about because it's 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 hard to to come to terms with what I did to you psychologically. Though. Like that's that sucks. That sucks. I did the the fallout from it. Uh, and gaslighting someone and what that does to them and their self-esteem to make them question their very reality that's sick and that is stuff that i had no clue what i was doing welcome back welcome back to another episode of till the wheels fall off i'm matt i'm Paige, and thank you for joining us uh we needed this tonight, I think. It's I, been a weird week. Yeah, it has. Incredibly weird week. So we're recording on Sunday, back to our usual day. So I guess we're three or four days removed from this. Um, we live in North Texas, and we've grown up with like tornado watches and warnings and tornadoes. It's like a normal night, Dan, near this time of year. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing crazy. Uh, Thursday night was one of these nights. Uh, a lot, it was really humid, really hot, and storms were kicking up. And about 9.30, we're laying in bed. And the kids had their cousin over, uh, seemed like a pretty normal night. And then the storms start kicking up. We heard the loudest crash we've ever heard in our lives. And then followed by this huge boom of thunder. And we've heard this one other time. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's lightning, like really, really close lightning. This happened a few years ago. And this is a funny story. I'll tell really quickly i'd say it's funny it's not really funny jeez um, our neighbor had a, a birdhouse a, a birdhouse like a bird hotel was more the term super tall big big birdhouse that probably held like 20 birds in it and we heard that same sound and it was on an aluminum pole and lightning struck the birdhouse and it exploded disintegrated and r.i.p the bird families went with it but there were pieces of this thing everywhere but this was the same exact sound so when we heard it mm -hmm. we looked at each other the kids ran downstairs like oh my god what was that i went outside to check looked around didn't see anything weird and then another immediately, round of, yeah, immediately like, no nothing. there was a tornado warning oh that's true yeah this that's a big part yeah. there was a tornado warning in our area so there was some rotation going on north of us and we're in north texas when tornado warnings happen you know what we do we go on the porches we look outside we look around like, where, right, is it where, at? where is it at where is it at? you know but we had the kids here they were in the living room and it was getting to a point where it was kind of funky outside so i decided to start putting the kids into the pantry um, one child, our son, was actually having kind of a panic attack. Yeah, at he was this having point. a breakdown, man. I was I was pretty calm, but the girls were okay, and they were in the pantry. And then what happened? So another round of storms starts coming through, and it starts to rain really hard. And I notice a bunch of cars driving, like in the street. I'm like, man, it's summertime. Teenagers, maybe they think it's funny to drive and hail. I don't know. It was just really odd, and I was kind of getting irritated by. It. I was like, what are these guys doing? So I open the front door, and about that time I hear sirens, and I think they're tornado sirens. So I'm, yeah, we're I'm, like, all right, there's a sirens, okay, which so you the can't sirens. really hear sirens from here. No, so that was weird. And then to my right, we have a tree line that separates our house from our neighbor's house, and I just see like this glow. I'm like, what in the world? So I run out into the driveway, and then I see it, and our neighbor's house is in flames. I mean, in flames, like this. It's the scariest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. So I ran outside. The girls got out of the pantry. Y'all, this is in the middle of a tornado warning still. Just yeah. keep that in mind. And the girls ran outside and then they start scream crying because we're seeing this glow and then these embers I mean, are starting to come like towards our house. So I'm like, all right, you know what? I got to get these kids 
out of here. Yeah. So, so Paige, because at this point our house was in danger as well. Like there were flying hot embers landing in our yard in the trees next to the house on top of our house. So Paige took off. I decided to stay back and direct any firefighters toward our house if it started to burn as well. But, um, I mean, an incredibly emotional and traumatizing experience, truly. Like, we're still rattled. Our nerves are still really raw. Yeah, the house is a total loss, yeah, probably. Yeah, our, our poor neighbors, man. Uh, I mean... Just, our hearts go out to them. Yes, everyone got out safely. Thank goodness. Yeah, they did. I should have started with that. They got out safely. Everything's okay. They even got right. their cars out of the garages, but they didn't right. get anything else. I just sat there across the street um, with our neighbor and just in this tense silence just watched the home go up in flames. I mean, there was nothing they could do. The fire department got there really quickly, but this thing was just, it had so much fuel and the wind was so fierce. Oh my gosh. Even the, even the, I mean, even the rain and the hail couldn't stop it. I mean, it just engulfed it. I mean, this is, and it's the most unnatural thing in the world to watch a four year old home or five year old home up in flames. Like you, you think to yourself, like, Oh, I have a new home. Maybe there's some like materials in it that make this like, not so bad. Like that's the thought I was having in my mind. Like newer homes don't do this. Like it's it's so unnatural to watch this. Like old structures, you see it, you know. Like, but when it's that close to home, man, it shakes your sense of security like you would not believe it. Like that first night, we only slept a couple of hours because I think the fire department didn't even leave till almost three in the morning. Yeah. Um, and then another hailstorm hit. Like it's so disrespectful of the weather. Yes, like, it was. After all of this, like another hailstorm rolls through and like wakes us up at two thirty or three in the morning. And uh, you know, got to work the next day, and it's just this awkward, weird feeling. Like you feel like you just want to cry. Mm-hmm. I think you ended up having that moment where you just like I broke did. down. I did. My like, adrenaline went away and I was just emotional. It yeah. just like hit me. Like You're sort wow. of charged on adrenaline for a while. That's right. Like the whole next day was just adrenaline. And then the, the following day, there's still just like this weird tension. It's just like, oh my God, I don't know what to do with this energy. It feels so, it's sad and it's scary and it's just, oh, it feels horrible. But um, we're a few days removed from it now. Um, today we dropped the kiddos off at summer camp for two weeks, Mm -hmm. two weeks, they get to go to camp, which means that we are kidless for two weeks, which around here is, uh, we don't know what to do with ourselves. Okay. It's sad (laughs) because we miss them so much, but it's also really cool because they get to be independent from mom and dad and make decisions on their own. we think it's really important for their growth. I think we've talked about this once or twice. We have. Um, But it's uh, the, the coolest part about it is that when you come home, your home is exactly as you left it. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> it's a weird feeling. Okay, but what did we decide to do? So last minute. So yeah, so we dropped them off. So we dropped them off uh, about three and a half hours from home. And we had this long drive back. And I think it was at some point, maybe this morning, we mentioned it in jest. Like, hey, we could we could just go up to like um up to Maine and just like hang out. And mm-hmm. we kind of looked at me like, that sounds like a great idea, actually. That sounds like just what the doctor ordered about, you know, after everything we've just kind of been through. Mm-hmm. And then on the way home, uh, I guess we had intermittent service. So it took forever to book this thing, but we actually did. We booked a trip. So we're going to go up to Maine for a few days. We've got some work that we're going to do. We've got some modules to build. Um, more to come on that later. But we're just going to get some time away because our nerves are shot. And yeah. we're in a weird space after all that. I mean, it. That was tough to go through. I mean, really tough. I mean, I know it's much tougher for them. I don't, yeah, I don't mean not. to make this about us, but no, it's, no, no. man, it was incredibly tough. Like, yeah. And the kids are traumatized and they'll probably be scarred for the rest of their lives after seeing that. Yeah. Our daughter slept in our bed the night after because she was just afraid. It was just kind of a triggering moment when it started getting dark. She was thinking, oh, you know, what if it gets 
stormy again and you know yeah, something catches on fire storm threats so, like the next night or the night after well it's it just that she was just kind of scared so we were like all right you can you can hang out with us that's okay. yeah this it's understandable in, in this this next week we've just got this oppressive heat headed into the area like today was okay it was 92 or 94 degrees which isn't bad but when the humidity is as high as it is it feels like it's 105 out every day yeah so we're disappearing to the land where it's 70 degrees every day yeah for a high yeah, it's crazy. It'll so, be nice. Enough about us and our wild few days. I'd like to actually transition over into what we're actually going to talk about today that will be helpful for our listeners. I agree. Enough about me. <laughs> it's always about me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fitting for what we are discussing. That's why today. I said it. Kind of a joke. <laughs> hey, so before we get started, though, because I haven't even asked you this really, where did the topic for this episode come from? Oh, from our TUFO community. Oh, okay. Someone mm-hmm. had asked it in there. Yes. Interesting. Yes. This episode is about gaslighting. And gaslighting has become like the buzzword of social media over mm-hmm. the last year or two, I Ish. think. Like on, on Twitter, it's guaranteed anytime I hop on Twitter and I see anyone disagreeing with someone else, they get called, the, the, the word gets thrown out there. You're gaslighting me. Do you You're say gaslit or gaslighted? I don't know. What's the proper term for that? I don't that? know. I looked it up and it really didn't give me an answer. I guess the person doing it would be the gaslightee. No, no, like, no, the, 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 the gaslightor. I gas felt tour. gaslit or I felt gaslighted. What do you say? It's... Uh, call it whatever you want. Okay. I'm just asking if you knew. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know, but I do know that it's misused a lot. I do know that too. So what is gaslighting? It's This is the... The definition of gaslighting is sub- the subjective experience of having one's reality repeated, co- repeatedly questioned by another. And the term comes from a film. And I just learned this actually the other day. I didn't even know this, but it came from a film, a 1944 American film called Gaslight, which is a remake of a 1940s British film. But uh, as much as I understand about the movie, it's an older man and a younger woman. He's essentially denying her experiences and invalidating her feelings about it. And he's in a position of power and he is essentially abusing her manipulation. It's, it's emotional abuse is what it really is. Um, but in 2022, the Washington post described it as a trendy buzzword that is often used incorrectly by people referring to simple disagreements (laughs) that don't meet gaslighting's historical definition. And this has actually led to experts being concerned about the term becoming diluted. And I think that we're, mm-hmm. we've arrived at that point because so many people will say that I'm being gaslighted and I'll read more into this or listen more. And I'm like, that's not quite gaslighting. That person just disagrees with you and they don't like the same band that you like. That's not the same thing. Right. That like, is not well, even the if same it's thing. a heated argument, it yeah, depends. It, like it, you really do have to break it up and break it apart. So, so gas, what distinguishes gaslighting it is a form of psychological manipulation in which the abuser attempts to sow self-doubt and confusion in their victim's mind. This is truly a form of psychological manipulation. It is not just disagreeing. And typically what a gaslighter is doing is they're, they're seeking to gain power and control over another person by distorting their reality and forcing them to question their own judgment and intuition. It's mm-hmm. like they're making you question the very fiber of your being and like, oh my God, like was the remote on the table 10 minutes ago? Mm-hmm. That's what we're after. We're not just talking about, hey, I think that Jimmy Eat World's a terrible band. And I'm like, no, they're great. I love their older stuff, man. You don't understand. It's not that. It's not the it's not the barista getting your your name wrong on your coffee and saying, Well, you told me your name was Carl, but you're saying your name is Kevin. But 
and then them saying, but you said Carl, that's not gaslighting, right? That's a, just a simple disagreement. That's not the same thing. That's just a disagreement. What distinguishes gaslighting, and this is a repeated pattern over time that takes place. Usually it's not one event. It is like it's a pattern, yeah. Years of events yes. that take place. It's not just one thing. Right. So this is interesting because and we couldn't find real firm data on this, but right. in our world of addiction and codependency and the you know, the interminglement of these two people and these two parties in a relationship, there's a lot of this that goes on. And I was curious as to how much of this is actually caused by the addiction and wanting to cover up the addiction and how much is actually part of where this usually comes from, which is narcissistic personality disorder, Mm -hmm. NPD, which is, this is a, um, an, an earmark of a narcissism, a narcissist is gaslighting. They often do this and we can get into that another time. Yeah, we're not going to touch on that part. We're going to touch on how it affects because, addiction <laughs> relationships. Because that's the new buzzword of 2023. Yeah. Everyone's a narcissist now. Yep, Everyone's yep. a narcissist. Yep. It's just not that common, guys. We just don't quite understand what it means. And we're no. going to dig into that soon. Damn oh, social media. Oh, I've already, what? I've kind of already missed the segue into this, but we had the, we asked the question on social media a few weeks ago about <laughs> what's going on with men these days. What? We went from, sorry, <laughs> we're, I'm all, oh, over, we're the all over the place today. My brain is short circuited no, no, no. y'all. That's Bear okay. I love this. Me. No, this is great. This uh, is good. We asked the question in our social media, <laughs> what's going on with men these days? So I don't know a whole lot of single people, but I know some really amazing single women. And I'm not saying that in a Damn, perverse boo. way. I'm saying that in a way that I'm like, <laughs> 10 years ago, these these women wouldn't be on the market. What's going on? And so you ask questions like, what's up with that? And uh-huh. their answers are very strikingly like, similar. So similar. And so there's something to this that I'm we are currently digging into. Yes. And I wanted to get the bottom of it. And there's going to be a really interesting episode to come of it. Yes. So stay tuned for so that. So we've got a couple things in the works. We've got the narcissist episode in the works. We've also got Oh my gosh. I've got like other ones we'll talk about. Five or six as well. All right? you, got, yeah. you got a bunch of these things. We've got a lot going on. But that, one was, that one's so interesting. That one's going to be really fun. And I just I didn't want to leave people hanging on that. Because I think a lot of people have even messaged us like, hey, when's that one coming out? Because yeah. I want to know more about that. Yes. And I, I, it's it's going to be so exciting. But anyway, um, I I was a gaslighter, I guess. Gaslighter? Gaslighter, yeah. Gaslighter. Uh, I, I did this for a very long time. Um, yeah, but I didn't know what this word meant, and I didn't know what you were doing. I didn't know what I was doing either. I thought that after the fact, I was like, oh, crap, I was totally doing that. Yeah, so we're in this episode, we're going to talk about like examples and then... What does it look like within an addict? And then how you can actually handle these situations in okay. your relationships. What did it look like for you? I, w- I want your experience, not what I say. What was your experience with me when I was doing this to you? Okay. Um, I'm, I'll think of the times whenever I would ask you about where is the money coming, going from our account? Oh God. Yeah. So you would lie. Yeah, and I would play and like you mental gymnastics with you. And you would play these games. And sometimes it would be like, no, I don't know. You know, maybe you looked at it wrong or something. I don't know. It's just you kind of, you would spin it a lot. I would try to get really creative with the mathematics and just convince you that like you're crazy. Like everything's fine. What are you talking about? Yeah. I remember doing that. Like in this desperate attempt to to, to keep my lie intact. How basically. effing exhausting is that? That's the reason I don't do drugs anymore. <laughs> 
trying to keep all of the things straight that you tell people. But, but that's the one example that I can think of. Well, here's a really screwed up part about this. And this is like even tough for me to talk about because it's, it's, it's hard to, to come to terms of what I did to you psychologically though. Like that's, that sucks. That sucks. I did the, the fallout from it. Uh, in gaslighting someone and what that does to them and their self-esteem to make them question their very reality. That's sick. And that is stuff that I had no clue that I was doing. Yeah. Like, I just thought I was just covering up a lie, you know, and I was just not to say, I wasn't like so much conscious about it, I guess I, I, to say I was just really, really sick and trying to cover myself up. Um, and I think that addicts do this a lot. And so I don't know how common, like we couldn't find the day, like how common is gaslighting with addicts, but I think it's really effing common. Yeah. I think that I, I'm, I know a lot of addicts. I mean, I'm talking, I've met and talked to and worked with hundreds, if not thousands of people over the years. And we all do this. We all do this to some degree. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just, I, I kind of wanted your experience on that. So like, what are some examples of this? Okay. So like you've already said before, making you question your reality. Um, I know you've, you've said that a lot, but you did that a lot within our relationship for sure. Um, trying to convince you that a problem is not a problem. That's another thing. Like there's a lot of times when I'd be like, no, this is a problem. And you would be like, that's not a big deal. This is fine. Minimizing. We're good for sure. Yeah. Like, I mean, it was, that happened a lot. Um, reverse victim offender. So basically victim blaming. Yep. Lying, even when there's proof that has to do with like the money thing I was talking about. Like, look, there's money missing. Like, what are we doing here? Um, projects their own behavior on you. I don't really remember you doing that specifically, but I don't know. It's really hard to tell when people are projecting their own behavior. No, I would totally do that. No, 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 no. This, this is, this, this, no, I did do this. This is what it looked like though. You'll remember. So as you are like frantically upset, like I know something's up. I know something's up. I would basically convince you like, Listen, you're manic. Like, do you not hear yourself? Like, you're crazy. You're keeping track of all these transactions. Like, you're obsessed. You're crazy. Okay. That's what it looked like. Remember that? Does that sound familiar now? Yeah. That's that's what that is. Thank you for that. So I was crazy projecting my stuff onto you. Yeah. And then telling you you're imagining things. Oh, all the time, man. Yeah. I know a lot of people deal with a lot of this stuff. Yeah. And like, at its simplest form, what gaslighting really is, it's to say, there is no problem. The problem you perceive is not real. And to the extent that there may be a problem, like I'll give you that, you're the problem. That's what it really, that's, that's gaslighting. Yes. And a lot of people that reach out to me with, um, that are codependents or they're struggling with an addict in their life. They're constantly saying I'm being blamed for everything and I'm tired of being blamed for things It's crazy because doing, their man. instincts are telling them I didn't do anything but then they start questioning their reality like well did i do something i don't know that's where it's like okay something's wrong something's not right here yeah and like we mentioned this is an earmark of someone who has a narcissistic personality trait but uh addicts i think fall into this weird gray area of narcissism i don't know what you even call it but i know that i took on a lot of these and i'm not Listen, I'm, 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 I've never been diagnosed narcissistic. I'm, I've taken many tests cause I'm curious myself. I'm not a narcissist, <laughs> but, um, a healthy dose. it is a spectrum, right? And everyone has degrees of it. And I think that there's something about living in addiction. And when your mind has been hijacked that way, that you take on a lot of the attributes of someone who's full blown narcissist. Yeah. So, which is pretty much, I mean, we kind of covered all that. Yeah. And so what I would do. Like you've, you've mentioned denying or minimizing the addiction. So just downplaying the severity of it. Yeah. 
for me, it was that you didn't even know it existed. So I just completely denied its existence and just basically you had to, in doing that, you basically had to come to terms with, okay, well, if he's not on drugs and he's just an a-hole, yeah. this guy's just worthless. <laughs> it just sucks. Right. He just sucks. I said that for so would, long. Yeah. Making you question your observations. Like you're off today. Like you're slow today. Like what's up with you? I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm perfectly fine. I'm tired or, you know, making stuff up. But you were right on the money, by the way. You were always on the money. Trust your instincts. FML. Yeah. So (laughs) uh, addicts also shift blame onto other people. And we make others feel responsible for the addiction or its consequences. Um, It's just how they avoid their personal accountability. Like I said, there's like this weird gray area where like we're trying to avoid personal accountability, which is something else narcissists do. But for me, it was in order to keep the guys going, in order to keep this going because if I got caught, it had to end. And then I had to face a lot of hard truths about myself, which is the difference between someone with full-blown narcissism and someone with addiction. Uh, we also manipulate emotions. I did this all the freaking time. Just using emotional manipulation tactics, like I described earlier about making you um, feel like, feel like you're crazy. crazy for raising concerns about yeah. these really basic things. What in the world was that? That means I got an email. Sorry. Oh my god! I need to turn it off. This is real life. I don't care. Yeah, this is real life. This is, this is, <laughs> I don't know why that freaked you out. We're, uh, we're like the one take podcasters. So like what you guys hear is unedited. Yeah. But, and here's the thing though, if we, we do that because if we stopped right now and we started over, we would forget what we've said and then it would be a total shit It has show. to be a stream of consciousness. I want the real conversation. The uh, like, we're all about authenticity. This is what you get with us. We don't go back and pull stuff out ever. I've never <laughs> done that in a podcast. It just is what it is. I think man. we've moved things around. Have we? We did something one time, but it could have been like, because there was something stupid that happened in the background. The dog probably. <laughs> no, but the dog is fine. Whatever. Uh, okay, we'll okay. keep going. This Continuing. Is- uh, we distort facts or events. As an addict, I did this all the time. Um, I would manipulate facts, which is like, that's a loaded term, isn't it? Mm. Because if you're manipulating facts, aren't they just not facts? You're just lying? Yeah. So another way to say this is if we just lie. We lie a lot. We make it really hard for other people to hold us accountable. We are masters at avoiding accountability in any way I could do that. So, it okay, we've got more weird noises now. I think there's fireworks. Oh, these are fireworks. Okay, well, if you can hear fireworks in the background, forgive us. But it was always a way to keep the lie going. So it was always this desperate effort to keep this going. So this is something that we, the obvious question to this is like, okay, yeah, I get it. I relate. What the hell do I do about this? What do I do? Paige, what do we do? Well, first, recognize the behavior, which is kind of hard to do sometimes because if you've been beat down for so long, you're like, I don't know what's right or wrong anymore. But um, it's the first step to like look at it, you know, understand the manipulative tactics that are being used or that they're not your fault and they're just meant to undermine your perception of reality. This Something that's tougher when you're dealing with someone who's just an, a narcissistic personality is that it's not as um, apparent when they're doing it. But when an addict's doing it, yeah. you have signs because you know they're using. Right. So And you know what the abuse can do to their mentality. Right. So if you know they're using, then what's the next one? The next one on your list. Oh, trust your instincts. So if you know they're using, trust your instincts. Yes, 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 yes. You are correct. You're right. Your feelings are valid. Don't make them think. Don't let them make you think they're not. Hold your own truth, even if they're trying to convince you otherwise. And they will, because that's what we deal with all the time with y'all. Yeah. 
Um, seek support. Talk to your friends, your families. Sometimes you need to get an objective perspective and somebody who's going to listen to you because when you share your experiences with someone who understands, they can help validate your feelings and give you the strength to address the situation. The two folk community is a good place to get this. Very, done, very, very like, good community. This is for where, that place. this is where you get validated. Absolutely. Like, that's what it's there for y'all. That's what it's for. Yeah. Because a lot of people don't know they're being gaslit until they talk to somebody else and they're like, uh, that's not normal behavior or yeah, you're, you're not crazy for feeling the way that you feel. Right. Okay. Number four, this is something that I do is maintain a record. So yes. keep a journal or document incidents that, um, you, where you felt felt like they were gaslighting you and include the dates, the times, your specific examples. This is like, it, it's going to show as evidence for the behavior. And it's for me, it was to help maintain clarity. I think that and that's to a, validate my experience, like when the doubt arises, that I, was the most important part about maintaining the record. It's such a good idea. It's not to throw it in somebody's face no. and say, "Hey, look," because that ain't going to work. It's, not with people who are doing this. It's you a way for you them. to recall the events and be like, "Okay, I'm justified. I'm yeah. justified. Like yeah. I'm, these, my feelings are valid. I'm not right. crazy." But like I said, if you're so, showing this to somebody who is mentally unstable and who's doing this to you, they're just going to spin you around and make you feel even more dumb. So that is the difference between. A, excuse us it is the difference between someone who is um narcissist and not so a narcissist will once you tell them your experience they will invalidate your experience they will say that is not your experience that is not what happened that is not true that didn't happen this list helps you maintain clarity that these things these events occurred yeah. all right and you have dates times you have whatever if you tell them these things happen you know what's going to happen Nothing. Yeah. They will continue to spin a web of lies and make you think you're crazy, right? A sane person would, they would hold space for you at the very least yes. to say, okay, I understand that you felt that that was the way your reality was. And I can respect that. Yeah. That's what a sane person would do. Even if they disagree with you, they would give you that. Yeah. A narcissist, an addict, most likely will not. Yeah. It's tough. Uh, another thing we can do here, and we've talked about this more times than I can count now, is setting boundaries. Yep. Establishing clear boundaries with the gaslighter and communicate them assertively. I just, man, Let I just. Let them know their behavior is unacceptable. That's all you can do. Like, listen, you're not going to change the way that they are with a boundary. It's to protect you. Remember, we went back to this in the boundaries episode was boundaries are there to protect you. They're there to protect your sanity so that you don't feel like you're losing your mind. Yep. But I don't expect anyone to just change their ways and be like, oh, since you brought that up, you're right. I've been doing this to you all along. You got me. That's just not the way this typically works. It's unfortunate, but it's true. But set boundaries to protect yourself. Let them know that this behavior is unacceptable and that you will not tolerate it. And just be consistent in enforcing them. Like make sure that they're enforceable. Um, practice self-care. Gosh, man, you know what's crazy is that the remedies for a lot of this stuff is the same. Yep. And this this comes up all the time, practicing self-care. So yep. engaging in activities that promote your well-being, yep. your emotional well-being. Practice mindfulness, engage in hobbies. What do you really like to do? Therapy or counseling, seek professional help. Prioritize your self-care. It will help you build resilience and maintain a strong sense of self. That's the point of self-care. I, I, you, you don't lose yourself when you're working on yourself. You can't, oh, it's impossible to do it. I love that. It's, it's true though. Like you can't forget yourself and how much you matter if you're working on yourself. Yeah. It's like, why am I doing this? Oh yeah. Because I effing matter. Yep. That's why. Yep. That's why we do it. 
That's why you get out and you go hiking because you love hiking or you like gardening or whatever it is that you like to do. Prioritize yourself because you are being gaslit to feel like you, to, to believe so you that you don't matter or gaslighted. I don't know, but we'll get to this. <laughs> I wonder how many times we've said it and changed it. <laughs> as, as mentioned previously, um, the next one we've got here is uh, seek professional help if needed. So this is an incredibly tough thing to live through. Yes. Incredibly tough. And it comes up and it's not just unique to an addict relationship. It's you, it's not, it, it happens with people who aren't necessarily addicts. Some people just have this type of personality and this is one of the things that they will do. It can also occur in the workplace, mm-hmm. which is one of the toughest places it can occur because it's allowed to occur because of the hierarchy that exists and the subordination that exists. This happens, and I've seen this happen in the professional world. It's difficult. If this happens in the professional world, man, like, what are you going to do? You're going to go tattle on your boss and see how that goes for you? Right. Like, it's really, really tough. But anyway, so seeking professional help, therapy, um, counseling, um, I would I would lean more toward that. I would stay away from, like, like we're not going to be able to help you with this necessarily. Like we can help you with the self-care piece of this thing, mm-hmm. but when it comes to like, how do I deal with the mental, you know, gymnastics that I, that I flow through every single day, trying to feel like I'm valid, like that's seek a professional and, and, and get their help. Cause this stuff's very difficult. Like in the workplace, you can go up to someone after the fact, after a meeting and tell them like, Hey, I saw what happened. I want you to know that you're not crazy and your feelings are valid. That's exactly what happened the way you described it. The way that the person just, you know, spoke to you is unacceptable. You can validate people, but that person's going to have to live with that. Like I urge anyone who's dealing with this to get help. This is what you had done. And this is what I had done yep. in these same situations. And it yep. helped me a ton. Yep. It's, it's invaluable. Um, I like this last one. This last one's great, man. This is where, this is usually yep. my first one. Right. <laughs> Consider ending the relationship. <laughs> <laughs> like. I don't mean to demean that, but let's just listen to everything for the last 30 minutes. We've just walked you through. This is what you go through. Consider ending the relationship. Mm -hmm. If this continues, despite your efforts to address it, if they choose to keep doing this, nothing will change. Nothing will change. If this is causing you significant harm, it may be necessary to distance yourself or just end this thing. Yep. I just, I want everyone that, comes into contact with us to know how incredible they really are, how amazing they are, how valid they are, how special they are. And I wish that everyone would know that. I wish I could just plug them into my brain for a moment so they could see them. So they could see themselves the way that I see them when I talk to them and I interact with them. You matter. Damn it. Quit letting these people treat you this way. Yeah. And I know that's easier said than done. Like, it is. God, I don't, I don't mean to make that sound like it's just like, oh, I know it's okay. like, oh, okay. Yeah, Go, just why didn't leave? I think yeah, of that? Huh. You know? I I know it's tough. I just, I want you to know that you're loved. You're valid. You matter. It's all right. Everything that you've felt is correct. Okay. It's, it's correct. It's okay. It's tough. I know. But anyway, I hope this gave some clarity to this. Um, sorry, I'm distracted by these fireworks again. I just, uh, I, I can totally this. block it out. You're great at that. I'm not, man. I'm like, just over here like, do the do. I'm like, squirrel, squirrel. And I run off and I just chase shiny objects. But, um, you're sweaty. Am I? <laughs> man, it's humid in here. I'm telling you. But 
I see this term thrown around so much. A lot. And I just, I wanted to bring a little bit of clarity to it because it, it sort of drives me nuts because if you've ever been in a situation where you've actually been gaslit, mm-hmm. you know how damaging this can be. And when someone's arguing about the coffee thing, like the coffee example, like that's demeaning to people who have actually been through this. Okay. Right. Let's all come to an understanding of what this actually is. And let's pick a different term for when you disagree with somebody. Yeah. You're a pain in the ass is a better way of putting it than saying you're gaslighting me. You're not <laughs> I being, love your realness. You're babe. not being gaslit. <laughs> that person's just difficult. They're a pain in the ass. That's fair to say. Yeah. But to say that they're psychologically manipulating you to make you think that your reality is, is distorted yeah. is not what's actually happening here. Right. It's just not. So I wanted to bring some clarity to that. I also wanted to send love and support and hugs to anyone that is dealing with this. And you can come to the two community. You can get validated, but I think more than that, there's going to be a lot of damage and wreckage that you're going to have to clean up with the professional. Yeah. Um, we've also got recommendations. If you want to reach out to us, especially if you're in the state of Texas on a great firm that can help you with that, be more than happy to put you in touch with the Taylor counseling group. Um, I think that's it, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we are going to go head up to the Northeast disappear in some nice, cool weather for a little bit. Get some awesome work done. And in the meantime, I hope to hear from some of you guys. You can send us messages, ask us questions. Hope to see you pop in the community. You can check us out on our website at www.tufo.com where you can find some awesome guides. Uh, We are actually pages stopped taking on new clients because that got crazy quickly. Yes, we got (laughs) full very quickly. So it's it's not that we don't want to help anybody. It got full very quickly. Yes. uh, keep an eye out if it opens back up. We'll actually, we'll probably announce it on our social media accounts. We'll put it in a story or something like that. Yeah. In the meantime, hope your day is amazing. Hope you are well. Until next time, I am Matt. I'm Paige. And we'll see you. Bye.